There was a recent Wall Street Journal article around the idea of quiet quitting. That might give you pause, quiet quitting. This is about, at work, the idea of not giving it your all and backing off quietly to spend time the way you want to. We'll break that down a little bit, but the idea of quiet quitting is kind of going all over the internet right now. And while this may seem very timely, like this is relevant news right now, it's actually a very timeless topic. So even if you're listening to this 5, 10, 15 years into the future, it still has relevance. So let's play this out a little bit. In this episode, I want to talk about four things. First, number one, what is quiet quitting? Number two, what's the argument for it? Thirdly, what's the argument against it? And number four, how this plays out. And we're going to look at some scenarios on how this actually works. So stick with us. One last thing, if Uncage Yourself is giving you value in your life, I'd sincerely appreciate it if you hopped on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and left a quick review. It helps keep this show going. It means the world to me. Thank you, my friend. All right, let's get on to quiet quitting. Growing up, society taught you to follow the script by choosing a career path and climbing the ladder. But for many people, this promise falls flat. Work suffocates them and life becomes painful. Here, you're trapped in what I call the corporate cage. Fortunately, there's a way out. You can take control of your corporate job and unlock a life of freedom. I call this living uncaged. Hi, this is your host, Matt Doan. I'm a coach, creator, and entrepreneur. Uncaging people is my mission because it's been my exact life journey. This show provides you the stories, principles, and tactics to make it happen. Welcome to Uncage Yourself. All right, let's talk about quiet quitting. We're going to cover four things in this episode. What it is, the argument for it, the argument against it, and how it'll play out in real life through some scenarios. All right, let's get into it. So first, what is quiet quitting? Now, first, the terminology itself lends itself to harsh reactions. People say, quitting, quitting is bad. Quitting is bad in the workforce. We can't do that. Just hold your horses a little bit. It's a little bit poorly labeled, but we'll break it down. What it really means is that it's not about quitting or being lazy at work. It's about taking a very careful stand for yourself, holding true to the life you want to live, fixating on the essential outcomes in your nine to five job and ensuring your health. That's the intent. It's not about lazily stepping back and be like, I don't want to work. I just want to collect a paycheck. I just want to be lazy. It's not that. So don't take it that way. It's not quitting in the sense that you're just leaving your teammates or your employer high and dry. It's not that at all. Understand the intent, okay? So we'll pull through it as we go here, but quiet quitting has harsh reactions. I get it. It lends people to say either I'm for it or I'm against it, but let's look at the nuance because everything is about nuance in life. So that's what we got, what it was, quiet quitting. Second piece then, let's talk about the argument for it. Now, first off, I'll say, not that I used this language of quiet quitting, but I implemented this strategy for years while still in corporate. Many of you know I was in the very demanding field of management consulting for 15 years. 
the first 10 years, I was all in, climbing the ladder, crushing it, giving everything of myself to it. And I paid dearly in my personal life and my health. I did. The last five years of my corporate journey, I really built a new strategy for myself and experimented with ways on how do I reclaim time and energy for myself? How do I still deliver great work in the job and be a good teammate and leader, but how do I do it on my own terms? That's the whole idea. And that's the argument for quiet quitting. It's not actual quitting. It's about setting boundaries within your work. It's about valuing your time and attention very carefully and not letting it just get sucked away from you just because that's what other people are doing. Just because there's 10 meetings in a day doesn't mean you need to go to all 10 just because everyone else is. It's, it's a very dangerous thing to just try to get participation points at work and feel like you have to fall in line the same way as everyone else. So quiet quitting is a revolt against that, a quiet one at that, where you're valuing your time, you're saying to yourself, or maybe even saying to your colleagues, I'm done at five, I don't work on weekends, I only check my emails between these hours. You're still finding ways to be a valuable employee, but you're doing the right things. You're valuing your health first, the life you want to live, and then within those boundaries, you're trying to be the best employee you can be but you're not trying to get participation points. So don't let the quitting phrase really get to you. At the end of the day, smart people that are implementing this well, thoughtfully and not recklessly, they're making sure that they are a healthy person so that they in turn can be a healthy worker. That's the benefits. A company wants their people to be healthy individuals. And if they are, they have a better chance of being healthy workers. You've got to prioritize the individual first. And that's what the quiet quitting movement is all about. Okay, that was the argument for it, where you're really protecting your time. And I'll say Gen Z has been uh, the primary focus in the news as far as people that are implementing this. But I see it all the time in the millennial generation too. I see it probably in older generations too, if you really dug. But there is a lot of important values coming to life in the new workforce. And the way corporate employment works right now is going to change drastically in the future. This is just the beginning of a tidal wave on more power going to the individual. That's why I love so much of what I see from Gen Z is they value their mental health and well-being. They still want to do really great work and contribute to missions, but they want to make sure that they're living a fulfilled life because they only get one, just like all of us. We just get one life. So go after it with all you have, okay? Third point, here's the argument against quiet quitting. You'll see a lot of things out there which say quiet quitting is, hey, if we allow it to happen, we're glamorizing mediocrity or we're accepting laziness and apathy from the workforce. And people are out there just to stick it to the man and rebel against corporate overlords because there's some sort of wrongness that the employer is doing to the employee. And they'll say, again, these people that are against quiet quitting that, if we're, if we're quitting like this, we aren't challenging ourselves and we're not growing new muscles. And that's fair, right? Like if we opt out a little bit at work and we aren't giving 100% or 200% of whatever you want to call it, if you're not pushing yourself above and beyond, then sure, maybe you're missing out on some opportunity to grow some new skill or get a new opportunity or get promoted faster. There's certainly cons to not giving 
everything you have to work. You aren't getting new opportunities in certain ways. Okay, fine. The argument that those against quiet quitting would say is if we don't train like elite athletes, we can't be elite athletes. But this assumes everyone wants to be an elite athlete when the great majority of the workforce in a work context here do not want to be elite athletes at work. They want to do good work. They want to feel good there. They want to collect good compensation, support their family, find a little bit of meaning, hopefully some purpose, but they're not trying to give their lives to it. They're not there to be Tom Brady for 25 years, giving everything they have on the field until they can't step forward anymore. It's not that. We're not trying to be elite athletes, okay? So I would look at it and say, if you push back against quiet quitting, we're saying we're not allowing people to actually be adults and make their own life choices. Um, and the reality is only you and I and everyone know our life situation. We have to make the smart choices for ourselves. Should we be giving 200%, however st statistically impossible that is, at work? Should we be giving 200%? Maybe it's worthwhile for some period of time while you get a foothold early in your 20s. Maybe that's the right thing to do. It's what I did. The outcome wasn't 100% great, but it gave me some value, right? But you have to know your life situation. You have to know the season you're in. The circumstances in your life vary from person to person. So you need to ask yourself, should I be training like an elite athlete at work or should I quiet quit a little bit? Okay, so that was the argument for, the argument against it. Again, everything is about nuance. There's some gray area, the space between that we all need to really consider. So that brings me to the fourth part today. I want to talk about how this quiet quitting might play out through two different scenarios. So let's go through them. Scenario one, I'm going to talk about a person named Alex. Scenario two, a person named Drew. Very fictitious. And I just want to say this is very highly generalized. Hopefully you see yourself amongst one of these two people and you can learn something from it, but it's just a hypothetical situation. You can see how it plays out. So scenario one, Alex. Alex is thinking about quiet quitting. Alex is in their mid-20s, single pretty junior, right? Being mid-20s, out of school for a few years. But it's been a hard, demanding career, and they're facing a sense of burnout. It hit them in a few years, like, oh, I can't stand this. Now, remember, someone in their mid-20s right now, Gen Z, value system that says, I value my mental health, I value my time. This is what they grew up with, okay? So they say, I need to quiet quit. I need to reduce this pain in my life, this burnout, call it work-life balance is what they want, whatever it is, I need less pain in my life. So Alex says, I'm going to quietly quit. Now, the pros for doing this, where you create boundaries for yourself, you step out, you stop going to so many meetings, things like this, is that in that sense, you gain time freedom, more autonomy, control of how you're spending your time, maybe more energy. You restore something maybe you were missing, like your mental health, by quiet quitting, you can become healthier physically, mentally, you get to a better state. You know that's important, right? So there's pros to doing this. Now, some cons might be if you quietly quit in your mid-20s, while you only have a few years of experience and some credentials, this means possibly you might not get an early career foothold. You might not get the benefits of working for a decade in your 20s building up a strong resume, lots of skills, a variety of opportunities, a variety of jobs. 
you don't get the understanding of what it's to move from individual contributor to manager to senior leader. Um, your financial situation might be a little bit variable and difficult, and your your track record might look like to an outside employer that well they they stopped participating early in their career. So there's cons to it, right? Like, but everyone has to make the decision for themselves. Alex needs to say, is it worth for me to quiet quit long term or short term? What am I trying to do here? So there's different pros cons that we have to consider. Scenario two is Drew. Drew is in a different stage of life. Drew, they're in their late 30s. Okay, They've had a successful career thus far. They've been a high performer, lots of promotions, good compensation. They make a good salary, bonus, these sorts of things. Drew is also married. They have two kids, a mortgage. So a lot of life responsibilities, pretty common for how things evolve as a mid-career professional. But over time, Drew has started to see that climbing the ladder on this one particular path is starting to lose its luster. They start feeling this pull to be with their family, to spend time on hobbies or travel or building a side business based on their passions. And they don't feel like they have the capacity to do it. So they're asking questions like, how much more life am I willing to sacrifice by just giving my all to work? So Drew's asking themselves, should I quietly quit? Now, there's certain pros to this where you reclaim time and energy and you're with your family and you know that giving that time is something you'll never regret because it's so important. Your 80-year-old self will always value that you spent time with your children and loved ones and these sorts of things. Uh, you maybe even create space for igniting new income streams, a side business, uh, exploring entrepreneurship, self-development spending time in other online communities where you can meet new people. There's all sorts of room that you create for yourself an opportunity by quietly quitting, by doing less at work. Again, we're still doing good work, but it's on the essential things only, okay? Then there's the cons, right? If we start to pull back at work, we have that fear in our mind that, oh, others are going to bypass us. What if I become stagnant? What if I become irrelevant? What if I start coasting a little bit and people notice. So those are real cons that go through our head too. I mean, there's other ones as well. I would say though, keep in mind, we're all humans. So we are all focused on ourselves. We think everyone's watching us, but in psychology, you can look to the spotlight effect. And while we think all the spotlights are shining on us, no, we're all just paying attention to ourselves. So use that to your advantage. People aren't obsessing over you. So you can, I'd say, successfully Reduce the amount of time and energy you're giving at work. You can quiet quit to an extent and regain some important space in your life to pursue other things, whether for yourself, your family, or financial reasons that mean a lot to you. So that's Alex. That's Drew. Two different scenarios. You could see how the pros and cons play out a little bit. And again, you need to judge for yourself. If this situation applies to you, first off, like if work is great, Awesome. Just keep having fun. But if work sucks, one of these scenarios might really apply to you. And you might need to consider what quiet quitting can mean to you. I'd also say that there's a more thorough set of strategies to explore. I talk about this all the time in this uncaged framework that I help to deliver to my coaching clients and to my cohort-based course. There's a, a more robust set of tools and strategies, both mindset and skill set that you can employ to become more in control of your work situation 
so that you can live the life you want to live. Because that's the most important point. We want to live the life we want to live and ask ourselves, how does my career enable that? Maybe quiet quitting or whatever term you use is a way to get there. Okay. So stepping back, I'd say, you know, we worked through four things today. We defined quiet quitting, hopefully in a more neutral sense. We talked about the argument for it, the argument against it. And then we went through two scenarios on how this might play out in someone's life. Now, I'll leave you with these points. First is take the quiet quitting idea with a grain of salt. Do not harshly react one way or the other. You have to figure out what it means to you based on your life circumstances. As you know, I'm not someone that says you must leave corporate. Corporate can be great. It doesn't need to suck. You can make your nine to five experience work for you and you can find joy and fulfillment and it can be lucrative at the same time. Hopefully. When you see this movement out there, employers will react and say, okay, people are really valuing their well-being more. How can we support them? How can we make healthy people so that they in turn can be healthy workers? You've got to make that call for yourself if you're in the right type of environment. If you're in a toxic work environment, maybe you need to consider a new spot. But if you see a reasonable work environment where you can be more autonomous, you can start to exert your own ideas in how you want to work, that's a place that's workable. You should consider it, right? But realize at the end of the day, quiet quitting or any way to make life more bearable at work, it's on you. No one's going to do it for you. No one's coming to save you, okay? And you also have to know your season, both in work and life. Sometimes we have to really push and plant new seeds and go hard, right? Just go crush it. And that, that makes sense sometimes. I was there. I'll probably be there again at some point in the near future. You'll have those sprints too, but sometimes you need to pull back. You need to just go at a slow jog. So you know your career and life season. Know when it makes sense to quietly quit or whether to go really hard. That's on you, okay? Just know that you don't have to call it quiet quitting, but it's a tool in your toolbox. I hope you know that you can use it safely you can use it for your gain, for the company's gain. It's not something to be ashamed of. You don't have to use that terminology. But if you choose to use it, you can create more harmony and joy in your life. And that's the point. You can create more harmony and more joy. Uh, uh, the whole idea of an aligned life where work and life aren't so separate, but they feel more as one. And it's not so difficult to anymore. You can do this without leaving the nine to five. This is living uncaged. We don't have to feel caged. We can quietly quit. We can opt out of things. We can do things on our own terms. I hope you see that it's entirely possible. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks so much for the time today. Appreciate you. We'll chat soon. Hey, Matt here. Thanks for listening to Uncage Yourself. For show notes and more content like this, head over to uncageyourself.fm. And if you liked what you heard, I'd appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time, be well, my friend.